As the transport portal market has hit hot and heavy everywhere across the country, realistically, what does it mean in Stillwater, Oklahoma? Well, we'll find all of that and more right about now. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I'll be your host on this little magical mystery tour we take today. We do have a guest coming right around the corner because right now the transfer market is really the new hot thing. Recruiting used to be the bee's knees of everybody's attention. Nowadays, Transfer market's kind of taken uh, place of that. Now, granted, the high school recruiting still is a very, very, very big deal. But the transfer market gives you the ability, i.e. like in Michigan State last year, to be instantaneously uh, ready to rock and roll. So who better to have on the show than somebody who used to work for 247 Sports, as well as what well, you guys will know him from, Pokes Report, the man, the myth, the guy, Marshall Levinson. How are you doing, sir? Doing great. I'm uh I'm glad to be on here and, and talk some OSU uh some OSU football. I appreciate it. I dig the hoodie. Super jealous. Not Thank gonna you. judge though. <laughs> That's nice, man. I like that that old that old O State on the arm. Like I like that we're bringing yeah. a lot of that stuff back, dude. Yeah. I, it's just who doesn't love the nostalgia of Randy Rutherford and and, and Big Country Bryant Reeves wearing that O on their shorts and whatnot. It, it, it's really cool, man. Yeah, I've had this one for so, a while, and it's got the things on the 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 stripes on the sleeves, and the, yeah, the whole logo. It's yeah, the old font. This this is a perfect idea. <laughs> I dig it. So your journey uh, to Stillwater, Oklahoma, probably went a little bit different than you'd originally uh, thought because uh, I, you know, I found some digging, and Marshall here was uh, quite the daggone baseball player who who had uh, who had uh, the keys to some potential kingdoms. So. If you could please just briefly talk mm. about um, how you, you you shifted from that to jumping into this journalism broadcasting type of scenario, or is that something you knew you always wanted to do? Well, I mean, obviously growing up, I was like, oh, I want to be a professional baseball player. I mean, everyone everyone says that, right? Everyone, I want to be a pro pro, pro sports player. Right. Um, but obviously, I mean, I knew that, like, yeah, those odds are pretty slim. But freshman, sophomore year, I was, I was pretty good. And, and we talked about this a little while ago. Um, I had a pretty severe injury my my sophomore year of high school, which kind of almost immediately, but pretty much after that, kind of told me like, okay, baseball is not going to be your thing long term. So at that point, I kind of started to look around like, okay, well, what do I want to do after high school? Where do I want to go to school? Because I'm from Louisiana. Originally, I was born and raised there. I was a huge LSU fan. I was like, okay, well, I want to go to LSU and I want to do something in sports. And so I was kind of like, okay, well, probably media related. I love media. I followed recruiting big time in high school and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I can get something like that. Well, that that summer, I couldn't play baseball. I was in a, I was in a huge cast and had a couple surgeries that, that summer. And so there was a sports media camp at Oklahoma State. And I had never had any allegiance to Oklahoma State. I had never really watched it. I knew about them, obviously. But um, – and this was this was in 2017, 
So this was the summer, I guess the last season, right before the last season of, of uh, Rudolph. So okay. I mean, they were they were a big big football, and, and yeah. I, I knew that they were good and everything. But I was like, yeah, okay, let's go to Oklahoma State and do this camp. And it was like a week long camp. You stay on campus, and basically you learn all the ins and outs of what the sports media like profession is and everything. And Oklahoma State, I still think I think this is still true. At the time, it was is the only school in the country to have a sports media degree. Tons of schools have like journalism or communications, where you can like have right. a class about sports or whatever. Yeah, but. Oklahoma State has a sports media degree. And I was like, okay, that's really cool. And I fell in love with Oklahoma State when I was here just for that week. And then I was like, okay, well, and I was just going into my junior year of high school. So it was like, I still had time. And this is right. the summer after my sophomore year. Wow. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, like I think Oklahoma State might be the place I want to go in the future. And it eventually was. I got into OSU um, and got here in 2019 the fall of 2019 was my freshman year so Spencer Sanders first year of starting so I was kind of there for like the, the pure transition of like what was Oklahoma State football to what it's been the past four years or so so wow. yeah I've been uh, pretty pretty cool to be a part of that and see all that growth and like the growth for myself but um, yeah that's kind of how I ended up at Oklahoma State and then we can end up how in terms of the media stuff but that's how I got here and uh, like awesome. I, I oh, mentioned awesome. before I'll be graduating in six days. So it's fun. Yeah. It's going by pretty quickly. Congratulations. Okay. So with you having some of the, the inward roads, right? I know Robert Allen, uh, the reason that he's very, very big in, in the scene for Oklahoma State University is because he has sideline access, locker room access, all that fun jazz. So mm. Robert Allen has a very good pulse on things. So you working directly with Robert Allen uh, over at Pokes Report, I'm sure it gave you a decent amount of uh, connections. And a no decent way. amount of uh, ability to kind of sift through the garbage and find really uh, you know, the, the main things that, that, that need to be taken into consideration. So with the news of a few guys coming down the pipeline, mm-hmm. um, how, how have you heard that uh, all of the visits went this weekend from the recruits that, that happened to be in Stillwater? Yeah, I mean, everything I've seen, and, and I know Postcourt put out, and I think Robert put out, like, a really detailed piece on it um, mm-hmm. of, like, everyone who was there. But, I mean, everything went went really good from what I've heard. Obviously, you've seen two or three guys commit today, right? And, mm-hmm. and Justin Wright was last week, and then you've right. got the dribbling guy. And um, the running back that's coming in, I mean, those are some pretty solid playmakers. That's Justin Wright was, I think, the leading tackler two years in a row for his team. Then you got a back-to-back 1,000-yard rusher. Yep. A really good wide receiver from Washington State. So they're hitting the portal pretty good. And, and I mean, with as Oklahoma State does, they're not necessarily these top prospects, shiny five stars out of high school, whatever, but these are dudes that they know can play football. And that's what they're looking right. for. They're not looking for the yeah. huge name. They're looking for who can help us win. And so that's what they do out of high school. That's what they do out of the portal. But, yeah, I mean, you can see that those visits went pretty well. And I would assume – and they had a few offensive linemen in, mm-hmm. uh, in town – Yes, I would assume that I would assume that a lot of these guys together, when they, I think, and how it goes, a lot of places, not just Oklahoma State, but really a lot of places, when you have a group of guys come in together, especially portal guys that are looking for somewhere immediately. High school guys right. can normally play it out a little bit more patient or whatever, but portal yeah. guys are looking to land somewhere now. When you have right. a group yeah. of them and they have a good time, a lot of times they all end up committing at like within a day or two, three days, or whatever. So I would assume that there's more good news coming. Um, the fact that those two or three guys popped pretty pretty quickly, um, 
No, they're probably not going to land everyone they had on campus, but I would assume that right. they're going to have some good fortunes, kind of keep continuing in, um, hopefully on the offensive line for, for their sake, because they had some pretty, some pretty stud offensive linemen visiting. Gotcha. Okay, so um, I do want to talk about not only some of the guys that we had in, right? And, and like you said, mm. filling a need. So I wanted to briefly kind of hit on what need uh, the, the guys that we've brought in thus far fill. But uh, yeah. real quick, I got to jump over and I got to explain to the fine people out there in cowboy land. Today, we were partially brought to you by LinkedIn Solutions. LinkedIn Jobs is the best place for you to find your next potential candidate because, let's face it, every day is a new high-stakes gamble, right? It's, it's a wager for your small business. And if you want to find out the, the best candidates for, for your job, go to LinkedIn Jobs right now. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people at, at the fastest and best pace. Your call to action is, again, go to LinkedIn Jobs slash College. That is LinkedIn.com slash College to post your job for free right now. Terms and conditions obviously do apply. All right. So, yes, just like you had said, right, we're, mm-hmm. we're filling needs. We're not looking for big, splashy, fun hires. Now, obviously, the offensive line is still the biggest need. It'll be the biggest need after transfer portal. It'll be the biggest need when we go through the high school recruiting cycle. It just mm-hmm. it is what it is. But yeah. while we're kind of forming around that, um, as you, you know, I had Justin Wright on last week, and, and you're exactly right. He fills a hole. And when I say that, I mean that exact physical thing, right? Our linebackers this last season, Mason Cobb was a beast, right? Nobody will sit here and say otherwise. Uh, and Xavier Benson, he you can tell, you can see the athleticism, the side-to-side mm-hmm. lateral capabilities, but where we didn't have to do great was filling the gaps, right? Sometimes you got to fill a gap just to string a play out, right, and give other yeah. dudes opportunities. We didn't do that a lot this year, and, and, and that was all the way across the board, from D-line to linebackers. We did not fill gaps and force teams to change what they wanted to do very often. Justin Wright is a madman on film. There's a reason his yeah. nickname is Psycho. So he yeah. fits that exact need. And then obviously you look at the, the, the running back. Yes, he had over 1,000 yards, two straight seasons. And with you, you kind of hearing grumblings about J.C. Brown no longer being on the roster. Obviously, we know that Dominic Richardson has decided to take his talents elsewhere. Mm. So with Jaden Nixon being the only kind of scat back, that's another one that makes a lot of sense. Now, the Washington State thing. We, we had a wide receiver from Washington State not yeah. too long ago uh, that, that, uh, that did, did just fine. So what are you kind of thinking uh, that need is going to be uh, from a wide receiver perspective and moving forward? So, yeah, with especially we can touch on the other positions if you want to later, but as far as wide receiver – they, I mean, they knew he was obviously talented, right? They watched the tape, right. whatever. But I heard that when, like, when he walked in, they were like, "Okay, yeah, this this dude is this guy is legit." I mean, six three, two oh five, two ten. Like this guy, he's he'll he'll get us somewhere. And that's not a knock on any of the other receivers. Like, I mean, you're not knocking Bryson Green, or you're not right. knocking. Well, Jaden um, Bray couldn't stay healthy. Jaden Bray didn't play much this year. Talon right. Chetron was a true freshman, right? You've got some other guys on the outside that can play, but they're young, right? Yeah. And especially as you're moving into a situation now where you're going to have a fairly inexperienced quarterback, if like Gary Rangel takes over next year, you want that guy to have as many weapons as possible. Right? Yeah. You don't oh, want yeah. to hang oh, yeah. like, with a veteran like Spencer, 
if there's maybe one or two less options, it's like, okay, maybe we can skate by, especially since Spencer was such a, a great runner. That's a weapon in its own right. Garrett's not going to run. Garrett's going to throw the ball down the field. You yeah, want correct. weapons that can go down the field. So that's the that's the ideology behind that is just have as many weapons. Because when you have – there's a couple positions. I mean, you could say this about every position, but eventually in the portal, this isn't necessarily the case. You can never have too much talent at wide receiver, right? Yeah. You want to oh, add as much talent as you can. Because there's some positions, like if you take a quarterback and you say, we have four legit dudes that we trust, no, you don't. You're going to have one or two of those transfer out. Like, you're yeah. not – it's just not going to happen. Wide receivers, you can legitimately say, like, okay, we're going to rotate six of these guys. Right. Whether it's All slot, right. outside, whatever it is. Right? Mm-hmm. You've got your slot receivers. You've got Brennan. You've got JP. Outside, you have Bryson, and you have a couple guys that are maybe unproven. This is to help fix that issue. Because, yeah, they might – I mean, Jaden Bray is obviously very talented. Talent Chetron, obviously very right. talented. Right. But they haven't played much. So – this fills that hole, and this is a guy you know that can go produce. And I think – so Tay Martin obviously was here for two years. Yeah. Didn't really do much of anything that first year, right? He nope. didn't come in. He, as far as – He was behind what Oklahoma, Tyler. What, what the Oklahoma State standards are, was not really in shape. Um, and we just was just not ready. He spent that year to get in shape and had a good year the next year. Now he's in for the sure. Yes, sir. This guy, I think, will come in more ready, and that's not a thing. That's not a knock on, um, on Tay or anything. This dude is just—he's—he's he's built a little bit better and and ready to play now. Well, even Tay Martin, um, yeah, he he talks a little bit, a little bit later on about how obviously he was mm-hmm. frustrated when he got there, going from being a dude right at yeah. a yeah. At big big time uh, D one football program to being somebody who was asked to learn the offense, get bigger, get stronger, watch Tylen yeah. Wallace, uh, and then and then fit more of that 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 mold. I think, uh, yeah, you know, I think he'll even tell you he wasn't ready when he first got here. And so what yeah. you're saying is and this team's a little bit bigger, a little yeah. bit a little bit more ready to to fit our system. You think? Yeah, and I, I would say so. I mean, and I can't remember the exact time of year that Tay Martin committed, but I remember where I was, and it was not this early in the process, right? Tay committed, no, I, I think, think so. I think it was in the spring or maybe even later, where he was a late addition to the team. And it was like he was already yeah. behind the eight ball. Everyone had already gone through winter workouts together. They right, had gone right. through. I think he was sometime in the spring or the summer where he didn't have as much time to mentally or physically prepare. This guy will be there, should be a mid-year enrollee, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you will be know. there in just, just a couple – I mean, he'll, he'll be ready to roll, like, soon. So, um he'll have that entire period of time that I don't remember that Tay Morton got that first year. So I think that'll be a little bit of a difference as well. True. See, see, that's why, that's why you're on here. You, 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 you help us uh, uh, filter. So before we, we, we move on to some of the more positions, right? Because we got a lot mm-hmm. of things to kind of knock out here. Uh, one thing I did kind of want to get to, cause you've already hinted at it. Nowadays, when you're looking for a transfer portal, you're looking for somebody to come in, slide in, not necessarily immediately, but, pretty close to right mm-hmm. it used to be you brought in the juco guys because they, yeah. they were used to the college scene they were a little bit more physically ready to go and, and required less development well now you have the transfer market that's kind of more suited to that right. but we're seeing something a little bit a little bit new and i think you're seeing that i don't know the transfer market's not as crazy as last year or or maybe maybe i'm i'm misremembering but it almost seems like 
the transfer thing, it's going to start narrowing itself down because the last couple of seasons, what was it, like 40-something percent of dudes that was yeah. a transfer portal ended up not finding a school of the same caliber or size. And and, and so a, a lot of people, yeah. you know, it's just like a relationship. I want the greener grass, greener grass. And then you go over there and you find out Mr. Greener Grass don't have a job or something to that effect. Yeah. Are you seeing more of that uh, while you're covering the recruiting scene? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think last year, I think the number was 47% of places. You said 40-something that didn't – if they were at Power 5, they yes. ended up below Power 5 or just right. nowhere at all, right? Which is mm-hmm. a crazy number considering that they had it over is. a 1,000 guys in the portal, which they've already hit this year. I think at this point they're probably 1,200, 1,300 guys. And if you're thinking that – which it probably will because the numbers are the numbers – yeah, there will be probably 45, 47% of guys. So you're talking 500 to 600 guys that are not going to be playing at the level that they were on scholarship, by the way. They were on scholarship. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be at the same level. So they're forced to go below or they mm-hmm. just don't find anywhere at all. Yep. So I think you're going to see natural corrections over the next couple of seasons, not by any rule changes or anything. I mean, there could be, but. I think you're going to see people because right now everyone's first initial reaction is like, okay, well, I want to, I want, I want a better situation. Let me answer the portal. And then they just do. I think you're going to start seeing people being like, okay, is there a better situation? Right. Like what, what are honestly, like if you're a guy that's like, okay, I've been here for three years. I'm not a starter. I'm a special teams guy or something like that. Or maybe I don't even play. Maybe I was pretty good in high school. I was an upper three-star, maybe a four-star guy, but, like, I haven't played in three years, essentially, right, outside right. of practice. Yeah, yeah. What are other schools going to be able to look at you and say, okay, yeah, we know this guy from three years ago was good, but, like, what is he now? It's not like you can go in and work out for them and practice with them or whatever, and they'd be like, okay, yeah. like the NFL, you can go in and work out and try out. That's not a thing. So you have to, like, really, like, understand what's happening and like understand who is out there and it and yes it's illegal but it happens schools are going to tamper right they're going to and they're going to reach out and i mean and this sounds kind of weird to say i know because it's illegal but like if you're going to leave make sure you have somewhere you can go right and so which is kind of like a double-edged sword because if you're following the rules that's not possible right but but it's with the times that's what some people have to do and so that's that's where I think if people are going to have to start like open look in the mirror and be like okay where who am I actually valuable to I yeah. am I more valuable here where I'm a second or third stringer and maybe get a crack if someone goes down or maybe someone's just not good or whatever or do I try to go find somewhere else where like people may not even know who I am so yeah. that's going to be the transition over the next few years I think is people actually coming to that realization of like what what is actually out for me out out there for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, grass, uh, grass is not always greener. And yeah. and unfortunately a lot of these guys, you know, they jump in the transfer portal out of like you, whether it be boredom or they feel disrespected or they feel underutilized or there's a multitude mm-hmm. and myriad of reasons why. Right. But yeah. just like you said, I, and I, actually I didn't think of it like that, which I'm very glad you brought up. You don't get to try out. Like you don't get to take your film from the four or five games you may have played this season and send it. You don't get to do any of that. So yeah. you are somebody's taking you either on face value or what you have done that is very readily available, 
right? Mm-hmm. So highlights and things of that nature. So it does yeah. make it a lot more difficult. Now, have you seen any of the the negative drawbacks matriculated into the high school recruiting scene yet? Yeah, I mean, from a number standpoint, absolutely. I mean, the more like, okay, if you look at teams that are and COVID has also kind of thrown this off because everyone gained eligibility. So that's thrown off numbers. But even before that, if you normally take, let's just say you take the normal 25, if you take 25 high school guys and maybe you take a transfer or two in some years, like you used to or whatever, and they have yeah. to sit. But say you say you normally take 25 guys out of high school. Well, those are all 17, 18 year olds that you need to develop for the most part. And they still need to learn everything about college football. They still need to learn everything about college and like the actual mm-hmm. academic side of it and then balancing those. But now you say you maybe take 15 to 18 high school guys and you keep seven scholarships for like five to seven portal guys, Mm -hmm. right? Well, that's five to seven high school guys that aren't getting a scholarship offer from you. And that's going to happen. That trickles out. It happens everywhere. So there's going to be a ton of guys who normally would have gotten scholarships to the, maybe, maybe you just don't get a power five offer. Maybe you go from, maybe you're going from getting big 12 offers or Pac 12 offers to getting like, uh, offers from like SMU or UNT or whatever, like which right. is still obviously you're going to school for free. But then there's those guys that aren't getting offers from SMU or UNT, so they're going to maybe an upper D two or and then there's guys that aren't getting those. So it trickles down. There's going to be less people getting scholarship offers because schools are, yeah, saying like, okay, well why not bring in this more experienced guy that can help me now at a position than worrying about a guy that may have to develop for one, two, three years before they can get on the field. So yeah, from a number standpoint, absolutely. And you mentioned it, schools can now completely change a roster from year to year. And you can go from a team like I, you're probably going to see Colorado do it. Colorado won one game this year. Colorado's I would not be surprised if Colorado went out there and won seven games next year. Like in the Pac-12, man, I would argue they win more. I mean, you can you can see them go win eight games, nine games. Yeah. I mean, you probably lose to the big ones in the Pac-12 right now, right. while you because you're probably still gonna have some young talent. But I mean, there's gonna be teams that completely flip, yeah, their their fortunes. And I mean, go from, um, and I mean, you might see like I cover A&M. Obviously, they have tons of talent. They just had a completely down year this year, whether it was because right. of injuries or just I mean, they had a ton of injuries, but also they just they just weren't good at times, right? Right, yeah. You're going to see them bring in players at positions that are going to fill in because they've had 20 guys enter the portal, which means what? They can bring as many guys in. So it's like they're going to completely change some position groups and and flip things around from guys. And A&M has the ability to go get guys from LSU, from Bama. Yes, they do. USC, like from other top power fives. Maybe this guy – maybe there's a guy at at Georgia – that was a four or five star guy that's playing behind another other four or five star guy that's maybe older that wants to play. And it's like, oh well, AM has an opening or yeah, or Florida has an opening or whatever. So you're gonna see guys like that bounce around from those power schools. But that's there's tons of pros and there's tons of cons. And pretty much every school is gonna hit get hit with both. Like you think, okay, Alabama's as good as anybody. Well, they've had almost as any as many portal entries as anybody out there. But they're still Alabama. They're going to get the best portal guys out. So it's yep. like, like – Exactly. They, they didn't yeah, have to exactly. put in the effort, right? He was the best running back available, yeah. and they got him like that. 
yeah, and it's like, and they're probably going to do that with some other guys this year. I mean, like, yeah, it's it, schools are going to keep doing that, but because of there's so many portal guys, you're going to see teams like Oklahoma State. You, they're not going to get every single five star out of the portal, but every once in a while, you're going to see them if it's a correct position need and a fit. You're going to see them go get a guy that was a former high four star, five star guy. But yeah. for the most part, you're going to see them go get the guys they've gotten. They're going to go get that. Um, Western Kentucky um, playmaker or that Ivy League offensive lineman or like mm-hmm. the guys they know are hard workers. They're smart yep. and they just, they're going to produce. Correct. Yeah. It's crazy how, you know, the cowboy culture has become so universally uh, respected and understood yeah. um, like people like Justin, Wright. You know, yeah. yeah, that is why he came to Stillwater. Yeah, like that was the biggest I thing mean, when, they, when they offered in was that. Um, so other than kind of the the recruiting and the the trickle down effect that it's having, is there anything that you think specifically Oklahoma State should be focused on other than O line right now? Are you hearing any? rumblings because we're about to get into the coaching stuff of course but Mm -hmm. right now what is maybe another position need that o-state fans aren't exactly taking into consideration because we're so worried about o-line 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 yeah so i would say the interior defensive line okay um is is a big one obviously they've 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 got they're trying to get they had that anthony goodlow the tulsa defensive lineman in i think he's another guy that you could plug in there um because you lost Tyler Lacey, you lost yep. Brendan Evers. And I know they were big ends. They're like three techniques. They're not the Colin Oliver, Trace Ford types. But a bigger guys in the middle, right, I think is what you're going to see them. They're probably going to get one or two of those. And Goodlow might be that guy. Um, good. And I think those are good ones. Um, that, that's, that'll be offensive line, the interior defensive line. Okay. Um, they awesome. could go get in. They could find an edge rusher. You've still got Colin. Um and I like guys like Nathan Latou. I don't. Not a lot of yep. people may know who that is or know who some of these other younger guys are. You got Deshaun Brown. Sean uh, Brown. Sean Brown. I did a video on him oh, a couple months ago. Um, yeah. He was my pick to be that next big time dude. So that's, he, I thought. He I thought the same thing. Too. Yeah, and so I mean, I think you're going to see guys like the, guys like him step up next year, and um, and but I also think in the interior you're going to see Aiden Kelly who was an all, yes. All-American in high school. Like he, I think this what? next year will be his year to finally – because it's, it's hard to play, even if as talented as he is. I mean, Tyler Lacey was a – I mean, Tyler Lacey was a, a proven, like, veteran captain. It's hard to unseat guys like that. But now that they're not there – Well, and he had Sione and Sam Tuiyalamaka. I know Tuiyalamaka – Those are all older guys that you're not really going to just unseat them with talent. Like, you have to – you have to be there a while to, to take over those those guys. So I think offensive line, interior defensive line, you already filled your linebacker spot. Right. And then if there's a corner available, you might go get – I think they offered the guy from Tulsa, number one. Yes. Can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. If he wants in, you probably bring a guy like that in or you maybe just bring in a guy for depth. I mean, you're not right. losing much of anything at that position, right? DeMarco yeah. Jones is transferring, and you've got Thomas Harper. I would count him more as a safety. But right, a guy like that, just one guy, go fill some depth. And, I mean, I think that's really it. Other positions, you've already filled your running back. I think that was just, yeah, get it, get some depth. You lose 
Dom, CJ is not on the roster. So you you just keep you want three, four scholarship guys at those positions. Yeah, yeah. At, at running back. So you just maintain those numbers. Other than that, I think you're fine at safety. I think you're fine at quarterback. And I know that's a big topic right. of discussion and everything. I think you're but right. I, yeah. And so I know everyone's like, oh, who are we gonna get from the portal? And there's obviously people on Twitter spreading those rumors, but you're fine at quarterback. Um right. but yeah, I think I think the, the trenches. I mean, that's how you win football games. That's interior trenches right now is is what they're going for. Very, 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 very fair. Okay, so you're not off the hook yet, right? We gotta we gotta break down some of what people may or may not have been hearing as far as some of the the, the coaching stuff mm-hmm. going around. Um, so real quick, we're gonna you know kind of talk about that and a little bit more. Yeah. But of course. I've got to kind of dive in here a little bit further and talk about Simply Safe. If you, if you're somebody that really just uh, you know has concerns about security and 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 the way the world is going at this very moment, it should be a little bit of everybody. Um, and as December comes in, that is typically a time when burglaries and things of that nature spike. Right? People come take packages off your your front porch. Simply Safe is the best home security system, has been for three years in a row, voted by US News, World, and Report. It gives you emergency 24 7 professional monitoring agents, not like the ones in San Francisco, but the ones that actually do the job for you. It's exclusive with Simply Safe. So, again, do not miss a chance to be the, the one who saves your family from potentially having any major issues going into this holiday season. Get yourself 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. Again, to get yourself 40% off of a new security system by using the promo code locked on at simplysafe.com, you can get yourself started right now. Protect your family. It's the best sense of security you can find. And we're back. All right. So before we skedaddle on out of here, could you dispel or um, maybe just kind of shift people's thought process in this coaching? Because we've heard everything from, you know, it's going to be a massive carousel and we're replacing a bunch of dudes. And we've also heard nothing but Dickie's gone and McAdoo scoots over to another position type thing. So is is it on the high side of the fence, the low side of the fence? Obviously, maybe somewhere more in the middle. What are you hearing? All right. So obviously, I don't know anything about specific personnel changes or who's going, who's coming in. Even if I did, I probably wouldn't say it. But I will say what and this is again, this is, I think, what the biggest shift in people's minds, I think, is is needed to take. Look at what Gundy has done in the past of how he makes changes. It is not in December. It's not before a bowl game. It's not before signing day. Right. And it's not going to be just out of complete nuke the staff, change everything. Like, no. Especially with the way the transfer portal is today, you're not just getting rid of, like, an entire offensive staff. They, that's that's season career suicide, right? Like, you're, it, you would be blowing everything up. What he has done in the past, if he makes changes this season, I don't know if he will. I mean, obviously, there's a ton of reasons you might think that they, that they should. I was not a fan of some of the play calling myself. There's obviously things to be uh, – what's the word? Things tweaked. to – tweaked, things to build upon, right? So 
what Gundy has done, he has always, unless it's been a guy like Jim Knowles that leaves for another job. Right. Whenever, and even, and I'll touch on that in a second, whenever Gundy makes a change, it is well out of the season, and it's probably even three weeks, four weeks, five weeks after the fact to where Gundy can sit back and say, okay, who is out there? Who do I want? And he also waits for the coaching carousel to be pretty much over so that once he does identify who he wants, he's not fighting 10 other schools for the same guy. He can just go in, pluck them out of the situation they're in, and no hassle, have your conversations without worrying about, okay, this guy's being contacted by a bunch of other universities and he has a huge market, right? That could be a guy that was already hired somewhere else, right? That could be a guy, and it could be a big school, small school, whatever, maybe. But, like, when they brought in – um. Was it Yersich from where did he come from? Shippingsburg um, State. Shippings, yeah, Shippingsburg. That was later in the process. When they brought in a couple years ago Sean Gleason out of Princeton, that was later in the process. Yeah. When they replaced Knowles with Mason, Knowles left right after Bedlam or right after that. It was like basically this time last year because it was right after they announced the Broyles. It, it was. Apparently, there was some contention on him coaching the bowl game or not. So, yeah, there was obviously a whole lot of conversations that happened there. But he signed his contract with Ohio State right after the Broyles award, right? Mm-hmm. Which was a ba- – the Broyles award was announced like three or four days ago. So it was like the first week of December, right? I don't think Mason was announced until – I think he was there for like the last week or so of like workouts, of winter okay. workouts or something like that. So I think he was brought in like mid – to late January. So, I mean, it was a legit, like, six to eight weeks before they even replaced Knowles, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. They do, he does that on purpose. That is Gundy's philosophy. He's not going to rush into something. He's going to sit down, do his research. He's not going to get desperate over something. And this is if he makes a change. I don't know if they will. But if he does make a change in, in this, I, I hope this has people calm down on Twitter because people there's freaking rumors everywhere, right? And there's people on Twitter, I'm not going to name names, that just – don't trust them, right? Um, there's people that they've – there's maybe four or five people in the Oklahoma State market, media market, that I would say trust them without a doubt, right? Right. If there's a change, it will come probably in December or in January. And it'll okay. probably be – it'll probably be not as much as people are, are thinking. There's probably – if there's a change, one or two positions is all I really see happening. They're not going to have some mass turnover unless something crazy happens in the next few weeks, right? Whatever. I don't know what even what that would be or what that, what would it take to get that well, done. Well, are you hearing anything about which – I know North Texas has Casey Dunn uh, very high up. Do you know if there's three people there? They've narrowed it down to five people, two people. Do you have any clue? Have you heard I mean, anything I don't, I don't know a number. I'm sure there's a short list somewhere of like – because every coach always has a list of people that if for whatever reason I need to make a change, here's my first phone calls or every athletic director has that list. Right. I'm sure Sure. Gundy and Weiberg have a list of like, if for whatever reason Dunn gets hired away, here's who Mm -hmm. we're calling first. Or if we need a new, I mean, I, this is going to sound crazy. If, if we need a new strength and distancing coach, if, Glass says, you know what? I've had a great career. I'm retiring. That's not happening, people. I'm just hypothetically saying. Right, right. No, here's, here's the three names we're going to reach out to first. Everyone has shortlist. I don't know how many people are on that list, 
or or I'm sure there's conversations being had behind closed doors of things that may happen, just having preliminary conversations with agents or with people. I don't know who that's with or who that may be. But if there are changes, it probably will not happen for a while, like at least a month, I would say, because they're going to get well out of the season and they're going to wait for everyone to get on campus that's supposed to be on campus as far as players and everybody, make sure everyone's situated and then they'll worry about that. Now, in doing so, do you not see a little a little bit of potential uh, issue with 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 that? Because what I, when I okay, what I mean is, if you're Losing looking out to, on your guy, yes, if you're looking to retain dudes, right? Um, wouldn't it be a little bit more potentially beneficial to know for those guys? Okay, he might be leaving, but I know we're safe with this guy coming in. Do you think that we lose potentially uh, some some extra players by waiting so long? I mean, is it possible? Sure. But I I think at this point, if there were going to be people leaving for staff reasons, they would have already left. And as far as transfer guys, I mean, we've already seen, what, 15 guys enter the portal or something, a, a pretty decent number, right? Some of which was for maybe they're looking for more NIL opportunities. Some of it they're looking for just more playing time. Some of it maybe personal stuff, whatever the issue may be. It's, yeah. it's happening everywhere for a dozen different reasons. If they were that worried about the staff, they would have probably already left. But I do understand like, okay, also there's a thing of like, if you wait, will the guy that you want to hire, will he get hired by somebody else? Could that happen? Absolutely. I mean, things move quickly with other schools, but also – I am of the opinion, and I've seen so. There's been some amazing hires, like Wisconsin hiring Luke Fickle, great That's hire. Right, me. he goes and he goes and gets Luke, uh, Phil Longo as offensive coordinator. Yeah, great hire. There's also a couple hires of head coaches or coordinators. It's like I don't know about that. Like that was just like I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to burn bridges anywhere right. in the future. But like, there's a couple hires where it's like, why? Why was that your guy? Like, what do you? What? There's, in my opinion, five, six better options that are available. Like mm-hmm. what? And so, I think it's there's it's a double edged sword. If you wait too long, you might lose your guy. Yep. But at the same time, if you wait long enough, there might be someone that didn't get picked up that you thought might have, or maybe they were in discussions for a ton of other schools. Maybe just right. wasn't the right opportunity. And yep. like I said, we've seen this happen before. Someone gets hired by a school, and then a month later, some bigger school or some better opportunity comes, and they snatch them away from the school they just got to. Like, I mean, you saw it a few years ago with Cliff Kingsbury. Now, I know that's with the NFL, but he got hired by USC, and then, like, I don't know, three days later, got picked up. You saw um, last year, um, what's his name? That's it, Louisiana Tech now, the head coach. Um, Sonny Cumbie. When the new Texas Tech head coach got in there, they said they're retaining Sonny Cumbie and they had like announced that he was going to be there on a new contract. Well, then Louisiana Tech comes in and says, Oh, we want you to be our head coach. And I was like, Oh, okay. When and he was a Louisiana Tech guy, it's like, Okay, well, I'm yeah. going there. Just because someone gets hired doesn't mean that they're absolutely locked in. Like, I'm not, yeah. you can go get a guy and maybe it's a big name guy. Like, they got Derek Mason, who's like proven and like that's a guy that was in the SEC, or it may be a type where it's like, you go get some obscure name like it was Yursich from Shippensburg yep. State or whatever. I mean, you go you, and Gundy loves finding those diamonds yeah. in the rough. He yeah. he loves finding players that are diamonds in the roughs, and he loves finding coordinators where people just pass them up 
or position coaches where it's like no one even looks at them because they're at some weird university. But Gundy's like, nope, I, I want that guy. Like, And everyone, if he hires some obscure dude, people are going to hate on him for a few months, and then that dude's going to have success. And they're like, oh, well, look, Gundy's a master. It happens every single time. It's a rotating door. But as far as who's going to who's gonna be – who are going to be in staff changes? I have no idea. But if there are some, I don't expect it to be that many. All right, brother man. Well, last thing I gotta, I gotta, I gotta I'm, gonna, I'm gonna squeeze, I'm gonna squeeze some lemon juice out of here. All right, I'm gonna get you yeah. slip up uh, and say something fun. <laughs> Give me um, a percentage, or what are the uh, odds of Kel Gundy joining his brother in Stillwater? I think Oklahoma. I'll put it this way: I think if he were to join. I think joining Oklahoma State for him is more likely than anywhere else. Yeah. That's my take on it. Um, I don't Still know don't necessarily that, see it, but it'd be nice. I mean, yeah, there's. I mean, he I, he's been around Stillwater. Like he was at some of the Oklahoma State games, right? I mean, he was in Norman yesterday for the Oklahoma yeah. State, like the Bedlam thing. Like he's around people in in this right. area, right? So I mean, like his whole family's still here. I think at his point in his career. Him and his brother have always been on the opposite side of each other as far right, as yeah. careers, OU, Oklahoma State. It would make sense storyline-wise for him to end up here. In what position That's that would be, I don't know. Even if you didn't have a position opening as wide receiver coach or quarterbacks coach, anything that he's coached before, offensive analyst is a thing you could see. Do I mean, like, you can have an unlimited amount of those. I mean, I, I would think that I see him joining Oklahoma State before joining anywhere else. Not saying it's going to happen. But right, I think it's right. at this point for him, it's probably Oklahoma State or nowhere. That's right. my take on it. That's not me talking to him or anything. Right. That's yeah. just – that's how I see that situation probably playing out. Oh, y'all didn't have dinner last night? I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, right, I, I would say if there's an opening at one of those positions, wide receiver, QB, whatever it may be, that's probably a, an easy answer to fill in, someone you don't really have to worry about, that you know that you know what they're talking about. Yeah. So, I, w- I would say that's – so, yeah, I would say it's probably Oklahoma State or nowhere. So before you uh, let the people know where they can find you, how they can uh, how they can see uh, what, what, what you're doing, uh, could you just give me a brief tidbit? Because I know I've seen on three sports slowly coming on yeah, the scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you, on three sports reminds me a lot of Locked On, right? Somebody you just – you see slowly – you see here and there bits and pieces, bits and pieces, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, um, yeah, how did you kind of uh, get into the on three sports realm? So they, they've been around for maybe 18 months or so. I think they went live August of 21. And so Shannon Terry is the owner and CEO of on three. He also built rivals and two, four, seven. So Whoa, all three, really? all three sites in the industry that are like the big ones in terms of recruiting, yeah, he yeah. built them all. Right. So, He's a mastermind at that. And this is his biggest and best project, right? Oh. And this is his, this is his, everything that he's worked towards and everything that every, every good piece of everything he's done is in place. And so um, they reached out to me actually in March. One of their guys awesome. sent me a message and just said, Hey, we've seen your stuff. Like, right. would you be interested in possibly talking to us about a position we have open here? And it was actually with Michigan, the Michigan site. And so I was yeah. actually, co- I actually covered Michigan for four months, three or four months. And then they were like, Hey, we have this A&M site opening up. Um, it's getting, it's ground level right now. There's one guy there right now. 
Um, we want to bring you on as part-time because I, like, again, I haven't graduated yet. I actually just signed my full-time contract last week. So congrats, brother. over the past few months, been part-time, uh, but basically working full-time. It's just um, while well, I'm in school, but was with Michigan for a few months. And then in July, switched over to the A&M site, been with them. I mean, it's incredible. It They're already top towards the top of the industry, right? There's some things that they do that rivals or 247 don't in terms of NIL and just the way that they do some of their composite rankings and stuff. Oh, I mean, cool. and oh, cool. so, yeah, it's, it's definitely, they, I mean, they're growing. I think now they're probably at 25 schools or something like that. So okay. Okay. They're, all, they're all the big ones right now in the big 12. They've got Texas and K state. I assume in the next year, you probably see OU, you probably see Oklahoma state, um, you probably cool, see some of TCU, Baylor, schools like that. So there's going to be – it's going to be a ton of growth over the next year or two. But, yeah, on three, it's it's really fun to work. To That's work awesome. on three, yeah. And for everybody out there, how can they find you? How can they reach you? How, yeah. how can they uh, blow blow up your DMs and irritate the tar out of you? Um, I would say uh, for Twitter, Marshall Levy on three, which is just Marshall, two L's, um, Levy, L-E-V-Y, on three. Uh, that's where I am like 99% of the time as far as communicating. Um, I have Instagram and Facebook. I'm not really on there much, but uh, it's just Marshall Levinson on there. But um, yeah, if you have any questions or whatever, send me DMs, tag me and stuff, whatever. Okay. I, uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty interactive on there. So uh, yeah, Marshall Levy on three on Twitter. And uh, yeah, come come say what's up. Come come. Ask me some questions in the DMs. <laughs> well, this is the first time uh, we've had uh, Marshall on the show, but I know for a fact uh, we'll be we'll be doing stuff um, collectively, kind of as as this progresses. Because for me, I just I, I like the linear line of how you got into the game and how yeah. you got to on three. So, for example, like I'm the 56th college host uh, locked ons ever 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 hired. Okay. There so you go. It's just you know. Eventually, I tell people all the time, right? And it's, I don't know, I believe it. It sounds kind of corny, but right now, I'm just a little fish in a really big pond. Yeah. But eventually, I'm going to be a, the only shark in the daggone thing. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, I, I can appreciate and respect the rise. Uh, I love what you do. I love hearing uh, and reading about what you were kind of putting forth uh, with Pokes Report. So, yeah. we know that no matter where you go and what you do, you're going to be very, very successful. I know you're going to kick tail over there in Aggie Land, but. Remember, I mean, uh, you were an Aggie to begin with for, for your degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can be you can be uh, the orange-clad Aggie at some point in time later on in your career as well, right? It was yeah. a full circle, this thing. Yeah, so I'm sure there's going to be some people listening that will be uh, tuning into the – I'm sure that you know someone at graduation this weekend or you'll be there or whatever. But, yeah, I'll be walking across the stage at like 1030. Right. So that'll conclude my Oklahoma state. Uh, I'll be an alum at that point, but obviously I'll still be, I'll always be in the know and, and always can be tied in. Anytime you go on air for A&M, can you accidentally end it with go pokes? Just <laughs> Yeah. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother, man. Well, Hey man, thank you very, very much for joining the show. Uh, I know that you do still have your finger on the pulse in all things Oklahoma state university. I know you have a lot of people that, that contact you. Right. And, and yeah. ask you about, have you heard this information? What do you think about this information? So uh, I'm glad that you could kind of break down some of what we're hearing and not hearing, not necessarily about names, but more over the process. Right. 
This is what yeah. Gundy traditionally does. This is what he traditionally doesn't do. I think it's good for everybody to calm down a little bit, right? Take a breath of fresh air and, uh, yeah, and, and, and soak it all in. So, again, I thank you very much for your time, sir. Everybody, O-State Nation, say hello once again to Mr. Lars Marshall Levinson and then say goodbye as he's about to walk off the stage and leave, leave us for Aggieland. <laughs> No big deal. He'll always yeah, be no, a Pokemon. No, no All right, brother. Absolutely. Thank you very, right. very much. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, boss. So before we finish on up, I do want to take this moment to make things a little bit more, I don't want to say somber is the word, but I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I felt comfortable speaking for everybody in Oklahoma State Cowboy Nation that we all currently have our hearts with Mike Leach and his family, please say a prayer, right? Please, if, if you remember how important collegiate football is nationally, you will know the Mike Leach name. The sound bites that Mike Leach gives are pure gold. He's an icon of the sport. And sadly, after his uh, major heart attack, uh, the reports today aren't uh, aren't great. Um, you know, he's uh, he's in critical condition still. Yet uh, he has been, I guess, from what I've found, somewhat unresponsive uh, to uh, the surgeries, and he's supposedly been moved to a different uh, level of care. And um, you know, it's just it should be a reminder. That we all, we live our lives at 190,000 miles an hour, right? You go to work, you come home, you pay your bills, you know, take your kids to baseball, football, basketball, help with homework, do dinner, go to bed. We oftentimes forget that it can be stripped away from you very, very, very quickly. Everything, whether it be, you know, your ability to interact, your ability to coach, or your ability to speak, or your family's ability to cope with with whatever's happening. So again, this is a time where all of college football country should be able to come together, especially us in Stillwater America for Mike Leach and his family. Please say a prayer and, and, and please have your hearts uh, and, and thoughts and minds go out to him and his family as they're going through a, a terrible time. Right? It, it, it hurts like it. Yeah. He coached at Texas tech, but yeah, it, it sucks. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. So um, everybody in, in Starkville, a.k.a. Stark Vegas, uh, our hearts and prayers are with you as well. As always, guys, I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. We will do this again tomorrow. Later, y'all.